Paper Room Podcast, episode 18. Jordan year. 18? Oh, Jordan year, my bad. Yeah. yeah. 2020, We're legal now. 2023. Legal. <laughs> episode 18. Uh, Pastor Nick said we are legal now. Yes. So whatever that means, however you want to interpret that. Uh, but Danny here alongside with our amazing hosts, Isha McGee, Pastor Nick. Say what's up. What's up? Up. It's going to be a good time today. Uh, hey, if you guys have missed any of the Paper Room content, 17 episodes that you can go binge right now, mm-hmm. right? I don't know, like school's kind of starting up, so you're not really worried about, you know, your grades yet. You're not worried about homework yet. You probably ain't going to read the syllabus. So go binge watch the episodes you missed. Or binge listen. Or binge listen, prep. however you want to do it, Spotify <laughs> or prep. YouTube. Uh, but some great content out there uh, that y'all can go and hopefully it'll help you out. Uh, if it blesses you, believe it's going to bless somebody else uh, and share it on your social media platforms as well. Uh, and so today's topic is going to be uh, pretty fun. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, I love uh, just kind of personally reading, studying uh, is a topic of spiritual disciplines, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of different practices that people can go after when it comes to following Jesus, to pursuing their relationship with Jesus when it comes to prayer, fasting, Bible reading, studying, meditation, all that good stuff. Uh, so today we're, we're talking about uh, the spiritual discipline of reading your Bible, yeah. right? Uh, which, which it's crazy because this is like one of the most like probably simplest ways to interact with God, right? Yeah. And one of the most common ways of how we interact with God and grow in relationship with him. Uh, but there's also some some just kind of wild stuff out there that we'll kind of get into in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, do you guys know what David Platt did at Passion this past year? No. No. Do you know mm-hmm. who David Platt is? Yes. <laughs> uh, David Platt, pastor in D.C., right? McLean Bible. Um, McLean and, I mean, and he's he's just done a lot of wild stuff, man. He's been uh, doing so much for the kingdom. If you don't know who David Platt is, Google him. He's got a couple of books and resources. At one point, he was Radical. a president of the IMB, the International Mission Board, yes. uh, passionate about missions uh, and going out to uh, just places where the gospel is not present. Uh, really awesome uh, pastor and uh, just... Uh, Awesome for the gospel, but um, this past year, this past year at Passion, uh, I got to I, I saw the video, which all everything is free right now on pa- uh, for Dang. Passion website, where okay. you can just That's go. Crazy. You got to give me an email, uh, and then you can go watch some videos of okay. the sessions. Uh, but I heard about it. I saw this on TikTok, and and people were making videos of kind of response, reactionary videos to what David Platt did at Passion. So I was like, ah. Oh. So then I looked it up. Uh, so David Platt goes up. Uh, he starts talking about uh, Nehemiah chapter eight. Okay. In Nehemiah eight, uh, they ask Ezra to to bring, you know, the word right, mm-hmm. uh, and and he starts walking through people's responses to just the word of God being present. That's right? one of my favorite passages. Yeah, and so it's you know they're they're worshiping you know and and he kind of talks about how like our normal response when worship to music is we stand up, we raise our hands, you know, we clap, we, there's actionary response to music worship. And he's like, a lot of times we don't have that actionary response to the word of God. Uh, but that's what they did in the book of Nehemiah and the old Testament is there was this actionary response to God's word, uh, where they were literally on their knees face down because the word of God were present. And he's like, and all he did was he opened it and he read it like he is like he didn't even like preach it like he just read it uh and just but their natural response to god's word was just one of all reverence holiness right yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and i remember this too like uh this this came to mind when uh david platt i had saw him i think it was at together for the gospel maybe okay um and and he, he shared another story where he was in college at seminary and they would do weekly chapels uh and he said there was a, a guest speaker that, w- that was going to come and speak um and that this guy basically got up and said 
I really prayed for the Holy Spirit to give me a word for y'all, but nothing came to he mind. He already gave me one. Uh, and then he literally like walked off the stage is what David Platt said. And David Platt was like, you have the Bible. Just yeah. just read it. Like you don't have to say anything, right? Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Uh, so yeah, so David Platt talks about that and he kind of gives this challenge of, um, of, of having that reverential offer for God's Another word. thing mm-hmm. about that passage that's powerful is, you know, Ezra was on a platform which, which they constructed mm-hmm. for that purpose. But there were other people trained in the scriptures yeah. that were that 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 were among the people. Th- they were explaining it to the people. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know it's 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 after they came out out of exile. So you had a generation. Some of them may have been familiar. Yeah, the vast majority of them were not. Yeah, didn't even know. You know, couldn't read mm. the the language. Couldn't even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they needed people to do that. To be able and, to explain uh, them. To explain them, yeah. So he walks through that, and then, you know, there's thousands of college students in this arena. So he says, we we need that reverence for God's word. Um, and then he says, so I need you all to do this. Flip over Romans chapter 1. So then, you know, it's Romans, everybody's favorite book of the Bible. People start cheering. It's pretty funny. He goes to Romans chapter 1 and then kind of walks off from his platform for where the Bible is. Uh, and then he just starts reciting Romans you know, out of, out of memory. Right. And he goes, you know, and, and people start cheering cause you know, he's not reading his Bible. He's mm-hmm. just kind of walking the platform and, and just saying Romans yeah. chapter one. Um, and then he goes on through it. He gets down to Romans 16, you know, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, everyone's going crazy. And then he just keeps going. Uh, and, and you're just kind of watching him from and memory. People are like, like, like he's not stopping. <laughs> so oh. he just keeps going. Uh, and he literally goes all the way to Romans chapter eight. Like he recites, eight chapters of Romans from memory without ever looking at his Bible, constant eye contact to everybody. That's dope. Walking around the stage and, That's cold. and just recites it, man. It's crazy. That's cold. Um, and, and it was, and so I, I did watch the video and it, I mean, it got me like teary, especially cause I kind of knew what, what was going to happen. Obviously I like, you know, I would imagine experiencing that in that moment. Um, so it's just, the the beauty and joy that every, I feel like every you've passed in I know, America yeah. Gonna be just, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm actually speaking as Zephyr this summer. Just so eyeballing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I want to try that. <laughs> so it's, it was just it was a beautiful thing to watch, yeah. really. Um, but then it's like you kind of start thinking, like that was so common in biblical times, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Paul was like, you know, everything that he lists out of all of his accomplishments, right, type of thing. And, and it's just every, you know, they memorized, uh, you know, the Torah. And that's five books of the Bible, right? Not eight chapters of, of one book. Absolutely. And so it's just so commonplace where, like, now it's 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 almost like, you know, the way Pastor Chris describes, like, the pendulum kind of sw- has swung the other way. Um, and so it, it was... It was a, a crazy to see. The TikTok videos are actually kind of funny on it too, uh, to see people's responses to that. But uh, so I want to talk about really the beauty of God's word. Yeah. And, and what can we do uh, in just the ongoing day to day, just engaging with God's word? And so we'll kind of give some uh, things that we, our personal experience, our journey with God's word, but also just uh, practices that we can uh, issue out to people as well. Uh, but Kind of thinking about the cultural climate, uh, I saw this on a Pew Research stat, uh, stats. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> stat segment, segment. We're actually adding more segments to the paper room podcast. So yes, stat segment. Um, <laughs> but I read this uh, that thirty-five percent of professed Christians uh, say that they read the Bible maybe once a week. Okay. Right. Forty-five uh, percent, um, which is almost almost half of professed Christians, so people who believe 
and God uh, who believe in Jesus um, say they seldom or never read the Bible, you know, at all. Um, and so those stats kind of came out to me because even now when I think about our co- current cultural climate, uh, we are in a biblically literate, mm-hmm. you know, culture. And even thinking about what David Platt did, he did that in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Which is known as what? The buckle of the Bible right? belt. Right, the yeah. Bible belt. We're like, that's just, <laughs> there's a church on every corner sure. who believes in G, right? And, and, yeah. and people were just in awe of, of what happened. And so, uh, so yeah, like you just, you see the, the kind of current direction of where we are, where half the people who believe in Jesus say they never even read the Bible type of thing. Uh, and then I think about the ways that, like, we get upset of how culture views the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I, I read this one time too, like in Time Magazine. Um it, it was like a article of like 21 books you no longer need to read. Right. The um, Bible was, and the Bible was in there. Like yeah. at number like 11, like not even like the top or yeah. like the last one. Like give it a little bit of spotlight, right? It's, in it's the irrelevant. Of all this. Yeah. And then it, 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 it said like, here's why you don't need to read it. Uh, and here's a book you can read as, you know, it's on top still, of that. Yeah. Uh, and, and part of the reason why they said you don't need to read it is because it's no longer relevant to our culture. Mm. Um, and we can look at that and think like, oh, the world's going crazy. But it's like, in my belief and opinion, I think that they do that because so often Christians don't view the Bible as powerful themselves, right? Sure. Right, and we yeah. see that here yeah. with, with these stats. And so uh, so our view of God's word will affect the way culture views God's word as well, I think. Um, and so, yeah, like, so I guess the first question I have that I want us to kind of look after and discuss um, is what do you think are some of the causes of this biblical literacy that has kind of happened to where now when we preach at church or we speak at a student event or something, we can no longer really say and assume that people know very common Bible stories, right? Yeah. The, the David and Goliath, the parting of the Red Sea of Moses. Like, like, yeah, you guys know that. Like, you've, you've read it before. It's like, they may have not, right? Right. Uh, so it's not super commonplace anymore. Um, and also, like, like, what do you think are some of the biggest, like, reasons why people struggle reading the Bible? Good question. Yeah. Isha? I think, I think that this is like a... I mean, I'm sure you would agree, but this is like a core core issue, right? Mm-hmm. And the, and from this of of Christians not um, reading the Bible either as often as they should, or or treating it mm-hmm. with such reverence that we should, um, then other stuff comes out from that core issue. Um, yeah. You know, so I'm sure we'll talk about that. But I think that that part of that has to do with um of course like our our digital era yeah you know like we are so we take things in such bite size mm. um portions and we're used to that so we end up applying that like very quick um consumption to to the bible yeah and we have the bible app it's a great resource it's it's convenient it's mm-hmm. very handy convenient but i think word. that that drive to quickly consume things for quick satisfaction um gets pushed even further with the bible app and things mm. like that because you're already you're already making things simpler by yeah. turning on your phone it's there you don't have to grab something heavy physical from your table from your bookshelf um but then even further there's verse of the day, mm-hmm. which is I'm Bye not sense. I'm not like you know bashing any of these things, sure, but sure, I'm, sure. I'm seeing that you know um, that becomes well I got my I got my little nugget for the day mm-hmm. you know and then I'm good, 
but are you really good like mm. how how long will that um it's you know it's like you eat a granola bar for breakfast and you go the entire day without eating anything mm. you're you're left very hungry and it's what happens enough. when you're hungry you get angry and you, you get, get frustrated <laughs> and then you you affect people around you and so i think that Oof. we can look at that as like wow we are really um starving ourselves so are you saying soundbite spirituality can't be sustainable is it's, that what you're trying to say i'm trying to say yeah yeah wow. that it's not enough to live off of that's yeah. good because no, this is, is this is the bread yeah. this is the word this is life this is uh i'll go ahead and read it i already had it bookmarked but okay it's hebrews um and this is my this is what I'm going through actually right now in my Bible reading time is the book of Hebrews. Mm. But um, chapter four, verse 12, for the word of God is living mm. and effective and sharper than any double edged sword penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. No creature is hidden from him, but all things are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. But that first part that the word of God is living, I yeah. think that is what makes it nutritious for us. It makes it um, fulfilling. But if we are only... Um, if we're on a diet basically and only taking in what we think is enough and living off of that we're we're allowing so much more of the flesh mm. to sustain us when when we get hungry <coughs> when we when we're when we're spiritually oh. starting to that's good crumble and fall apart then our that's where our flesh kicks in and yeah. then we're mixing those two things and it's not yeah, yeah that's I'm, good go ahead I was just going to reference Hebrews one more time because yeah. you read that. It's a powerful verse. Uh, later, on, like later on, I think the next verse talks about rest. Yeah. Um, and and I've always kind of paralleled that to like like rest happens when we rest in God's word because it's talking about like like God's word yeah. is living and active. It's and talking then, about the Sabbath. Right yeah, before pursuing that. Yeah. pursuing the rest and like rest and God's word like are kind of connected. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I came up. In, in the church I was raised in the church And so one of the things that Like I don't ever want to sound like the old preacher dude mm -hmm. But you know the older I get And the more My seat at the table And my, my space in the room shifts I find myself sounding like the old preacher dude. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, that's not my intention But you know uh, Like our church by necessity And space We moved away from Sunday school Yeah, I grew up in an era of Sunday school right we went to Sunday school before we went to Sunday morning worship mm -hmm. and we had age-appropriate Sunday school classes where you learn the stories where yeah. you learn that Jonah was in the belly of the well mm -hmm. and Daniel was in the lion's den and 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 Moses you know let you you learn that in Sunday school we don't have that mm. um, a a place that is that is to form, you know, intellectually and also just to repeat and rehearse the basic stories of the scripture. You know, people want to come to church and and I don't mean this in a bad way. I get it. People want to come to church and get their word. Mm -hmm. People want to hear revelation. You know, people want to hear on time word or, you know, and, and a lot of preaching is what I call like like diving board preacher like a preacher will start off 
with a text and then he will springboard into something else and you don't see the scriptures engage with again at yeah. all throughout the message yeah rather than walking through the passage yeah, yeah and so and i'm not trying to come for anybody but what i'm saying is years and years of a diet like that years and years mm -hmm. of of the points how to do this steps to do this i think it has ruined uh I think it has ruined people's attention span to mm -hmm. yeah. sit, meditate, chew on the word. That's yeah. that's just my that's opinion. That's where that's I was good. coming from too yeah. with that attention span. Yeah, that's my opinion. And so yeah. one of the well, we're things we're losing the goldfish, according to John Mark Homer. So that's what he's saying. <laughs> you know, and so one of you know, I I just I, I another thing I think, and I think, and we talked about this in sermon prep. I think approaching the scriptures for application primarily yeah. has kind of messed people up mm. with how they read and approach the Bible. And that's what, you know, kind of builds off what she talked about because we want the quick bite. We want, yeah. the, we want the application yeah. fast. You know yeah. I mean? We don't want to do the work. Exactly. So um, people struggle to read the Bible. This mm -hmm. is just Pastor Nick talking. And, and we're talking specifically to young adults. Yes. Young adults struggle to read the Bible. People struggle to read the Bible because they don't want to struggle with the Bible. Oof. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Bible's meant There's to be. There's our clip. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cut it out. <laughs> That's good. The, yeah. the Bible's meant to be yeah, wrestled with, you know, and I love uh, a great, a great resource that is, that has just helped me and was, has been life giving to me is the Bible project. All yeah. that mm -hmm. stuff they put out is is gold to me and and i love it um because it really it really has helped refine my approach and 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 get me back mm -hmm. you know um to reading the scriptures another thing i want to say is reading the scriptures reading the bible is not studying the bible right yeah yeah and sometimes people confuse that like we're not talking study about just read just read the word mm -hmm. you know read the word that i mean that's good. That's what I did when yeah. I was 15 years old. I didn't have the, the tools or the know-hows to study the Bible. I acquired that later, you know. But I just, I, I picked up, didn't know where to start. I started in Genesis. And then when the Old Testament got wild, I flipped to the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And I just read. And then I said, you know what? Let me go back to the old and then I start, you know, so yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so I did throw up a question on Instagram just to see people's responses of like, what do y'all think, whether this is something you personally struggle with or something that you've kind of heard from other people, uh, why people struggle reading God's word. And so I'll just kind of read off a few. Uh, a lot of them were, um, were, you know, busy, you know, make time, which, you know, you make time for what you care about. Uh, I'll leave kind of that one at that. Uh, but but some people say struggle understanding uh, what the Bible's saying, struggle with biblical vocabulary, kind of those sort of things. Uh, but to kind of go to the whole application thing, some people were talking about uh, they have a they don't want to interpret the Bible wrongly. Which for me, I'm like, well, like you're not preaching it. Like just read it. Just <laughs> so, read it. Like, yeah. You, like you don't have yeah. to interpret it quite. And yet. read it with another um, Christian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and I want to get into that here in a little bit. Uh, kind of where to start. I don't know where to start. Type of thing. Start in Genesis. Start in you Genesis. Know. Uh, it's not that. You know, doesn't have to be that complicated. Uh, someone said they don't love Jesus the way they think they do. <laughs> Calm down. Woo, that's Dang. Good. That's that'll hurt. Um, Honesty. And so, uh, confusing with historical context. You know, what's that? 
There's a lot going on. Well, that's what I said. Um, and to me, like the question like that, they're, they're trying to study the scripture. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which is just a different way. Like It's a different you way. You read the Bible to study, but you also read the Bible devotionally. Like, yeah. and Or read the Bible just to understand the story of God's word. You that's know? that's yeah. why I love, you know, to, to take from the Bible project, I love their little slogan. You know, the Bible is a unified story mm-hmm. that leads to Jesus. So here's a simple example. Um, I love Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. If, if you were starting right now, you know, the next Avengers, Avengers movie comes out, right? But you've never seen a single Marvel movie at all. Right. You got to go back all the way to what? Iron Man 1. I think you do. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of content to consume. Yeah. Right? If you watch the next Avengers movie, you might enjoy it, right? I do know a couple of people that saw Infinity War without seeing a single Avengers movie or Marvel movie at all. I was just like, that's crazy to me. But to understand, you know, you got to... You go back and then but that can feel like an overwhelming project to, yeah. to accomplish right um especially now with disney plus now they have shows like it's just like yeah i get it like it's it's getting out of hand almost <laughs> but they're still producing yeah. content because they're still making money right uh and so with that i feel like uh, one of the biggest reasons people struggle with the bible is that it's overwhelming right uh you may not understand that this is one central story one unified mm-hmm. story yeah. so then you start reading you get confused so you jump around you get confused and yeah so it's just like like especially if you're young you've never read the bible fully just sure. just go read it mm-hmm. and understand that you're going to get to do it again next year and then again next year and then again next yeah. year and as you consume more of god's word you're going to start understanding the bigger story right uh but if we if we just stay focused on the new testament because it's easier to read we we miss so much risk you miss yeah, the bible the, the scriptures right? are meant to be sat with mm-hmm. the, the script like you know the scriptures are meant so i love music I love albums. I love creative things. You know that that's that's my my outlet. So when you look at the scriptures, you know there are different genres in the scriptures. There's, yes. there's different books in the Bible. Like the mm-hmm. li- the the Bible is a library of books. Mm-hmm. You know, and and those works, you know, are intended by the power of the Spirit. You know, in concert with the human writers. They are meant to be sat with. Yeah. And so, like, I can listen to a classic Stevie Wonder songs in the key of life. This is classic Stevie Wonder record. I remember the first time I read, I heard that record. I was on the bus. We were driving back from Canada, and I listened to it the whole ride from Canada to DC. Beautiful, right? I listen to that album every year, mm. and it does something to me. Yeah. Every year, because, you know, now I'm old. That's what the scriptures are supposed right. to be. So so your first pass at Genesis, okay. Or your first pass at Mark, okay. Mm-hmm. Keep sitting with it, though. That's good. Revisit it, yeah. you know, because. And we'll get into some, some very practical yeah. things that we want to Because like Isha said, it's alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about this. What are the dangers of not reading the Bible as believers? <laughs> well... So kind of, you know, taking off from what I had said earlier about the flesh getting involved in my own experience, because, you know, I will say that every single one of us as has struggled, you know, like if I can speak for us, um, you you know, reading the word. um, And so speaking from experience of what happens when my reading is not only just dry and boring, but what happens when I just stop reading mm. and I'm only 
reading to take from the Bible for a devotional or for, um, you know, to help out somebody else. And that's the only reading time that I get. Um, slowly over time, you you notice the difference. And so much more of you is less spirit-led. So much more of mm. you is less Jesus. And you look back and you're like, what happened? Because it's 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 subtle almost because um, what happens when you start reading the scriptures again, that's subtle, too. It's a it's a change that mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's working inside of you um, because you are connecting with God and you're connecting with what he's saying. It's alive. And so it's it's going to connect to you if you allow it to. Mm. And a lot of people, I think, will um, will. It's hard. I agree. It's hard to look at this and feel like, well, how's this gonna, you know, impact me in some way? But it's that it's that understanding that it is alive, that mm -hmm. it's that it's real, that it's still working to change us, no matter how many times we read it in different seasons of life. Um, and so, I kind of low-key forgot what the question you asked was. What are the dangers? <laughs> but, <laughs> That's good. but the danger in in us falling away from reading is is us not understanding who God is. Yeah. And then we lose that understanding of who he is. So then we misinterpret what he can do in our lives. And then it's fully us. Mm -hmm. And we, we become fully dependent on our own understanding and our own thoughts, our own opinions. And we're, we're losing connection of of him and who he wants to be through us and it can be very damaging to the people that are in our lives mm -hmm. especially if we are in a position of serving in the church or if we are um you know discipling somebody you know we we not only have a calling to to love god and love his word but to also lead people to make disciples mm -hmm. and it's going to be very difficult to make disciples that are godly if we are not godly if we're That's not right. living right. striving for holiness in in his word and That's it can good. be damaging yeah. to people i would say the dangers you know um arrogance you know we we will be either puffed up or you know pooped out you know without the word uh so arrogance ignorance um, you know, we, we, we won't, and I don't mean that we won't be intelligent, but we will be ignorant to God's character, his, his purpose for us, his power through human history and, and his power, you know, presently at work now through, through the church and through, you know, uh, through the body of Christ now. So, so arrogance, ignorance, uh, I think atrophy, like, <laughs> You know, we won't grow. We will actually shrink mm -hmm. <laughs> um, without without the word. Mm -hmm. um, and I think back. You know, our culture has access to the word of God that no other culture had before it. Right. You know. And I think back, and even to to things like the Bible Project, to yes. a lot of content that explains the Word of God. That, yes. Yeah, that yes. access is insane. And I honestly believe that with that access, and and with that access to to grace comes an even greater responsibility, and the consequences 
are even more severe, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. you know. So, and here's what I mean by that. Other other cultures and other generations, you know, they may have only had access to, you know, a piece here or a piece there. But they treasured that piece. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, in, in my sanctified mind, God God is not God is not holding them to account for access that they did not have mm -hmm. to the script. You know? Mm -hmm. right. So, you know, there's a grace on them. But there's a grace on us. Yeah. And and we need to really take that that access, like you were saying, and, and both of you have been saying, we need to take that access uh, and treasure it, mm -hmm. you know, um, because I believe the other danger is, you know, I, I don't mean to say, like, like I think we will, we are going to be, and I know people don't like to say this, but I'm, we are going to be judged, and I'm not trying to be a legalist, but I do think we are going to be judged for our lack of, of reverence yeah. for the word. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, all that is great. I mean, it's, there's so much dangerous to not getting into God's word, obviously. And to, for me, I, I think about Summer on the Mount, you know, what are you building your house on, right? Um, so yeah. when the storm comes, if you don't have that biblical foundation, it's going to be easy to be tossed mm -hmm. to and fro by the wind, right? The person that built their house on the sand, right. he, he, he experienced consequences. Right, yeah. And so <laughs> we, we take these words of Jesus, you know, he says, he who takes these words of mine and applies them, right? And so, um, and I think one of the dangers too, because I, you know, we, we do live in such a unique culture, unique time where we do have access to Bible apps, to Bible project, to a ton of resources. And we have 10 Bibles at home, right, mm -hmm. type of thing. And so we have a lot of information, a lot of content at our disposal. But I think one of the dangers of that is then we're so reliant on what other people are saying about the Bible, right? We're so reliant on commentaries and yeah. videos and things like that, that we don't experience God's word for ourselves, right? So like allow God to talk to you first and then you can go and like, you know, look at commentaries and things like that for further study. Uh, but yeah, so looking back at some of the responses, a young adult who responded did say, um, our generation doesn't really read anymore. We watch videos. Yeah, right? I was cool. going to say that yeah. too. Yeah. Cool. And it was just like, like that's a great point. Like, yeah. like, and you're 100 percent right, right? And I don't uh, mind that. And, yeah. and here's why I'll tell you, I don't mind that because, you know, in the ancient world, um, not everybody could read. Yeah. But they were still being formed mm -hmm. by the sacred writings. Yes. So my thing is, cool. If you don't read the Bible, you can still binge the Bible. Yeah. So, you know sit sit down somewhere and have scripture read over you mm -hmm. you're still going to be formed by formed yeah. by it. i believe that yeah because they didn't yeah. have access to the bible so they weren't at home reading it with their coffee nah. and all that stuff right they were having to go somewhere to hear the bible mm -hmm. right they to hear yes yeah and so that's i mean if they had videos they probably would have done that right but but it's whatever way they could get access to god's word they did it that's what and right. that's my that's yeah. me that's yeah. me like what what bible translation should i get the one you're gonna read <laughs> the one you gonna read do that yeah. that's you know, a couple I, we may want to stay away from yeah, but yeah, you know. <laughs> we won't get into that here but you know the bible app i i i do that like yeah. when i went through um that's what i want to get to next what do y'all what's what's been your personal journey with god's word oh man yeah it ebbs and flows i'm just be honest mm -hmm. it ebbs and flows there's sometimes i'm red hot and uh you know i'm in it all the time for me but then there's sometimes that the only time 
you know, I really pick up my Bible is when I'm pre- when I'm preparing mm-hmm. a message or something, and I st- it's still forming me. I'm yeah. just be honest. I, some people are like, oh, you shouldn't pick up the Bible when you only when you go and help somebody. I'm like, eh, every cook tastes the food, so <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but like when I went through the Bible the entire Bible chronologically it was the first time I've ever gone through the Bible chronologically. Um, you know, I had a hybrid approach. I read some, but then I, I listened to, uh, I listened to it a lot and that was a different experience for me. Um, and so, you know, I'll probably try to go through the Bible chronologically again next year. Um, but, but that's been my rhythm, you know, and I try to steal moments with it. Like I have the, uh, I have the dwell app, um, where, where you know, driving into work, I have scripture read over me as I'm driving. You know, just to try to mm. steal moments, um, to 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 lock it in my heart. So, so That's yeah, good. I can't do that. I I can't do audio Bible. I don't know why. I may try it this year. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, what's yeah, been I your personal journey like? What, especially when you audio. first started, like, what was kind of that journey for you? Um. Well, I grew up watching Veggie Tales, so I think that's something I am still have yet to do. <laughs> missing out, no, I'm just is, I will say I think that I mean obviously. Hold on, pause real quick. Like, what did like? Do they just explain stories of the Bible? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not like random content. It's no, it's yeah, it's Bible stories. Okay. Like, like they we re- had imi- reimagined. Okay, cool. we had them on VHS. So I had the Esther one, and. <laughs> VHS. Yeah. <laughs> I think the Jonah one is their bestseller, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then there was like a little music video to Anyway. Yeah. I will say I really enjoyed Veggie Tales. Okay. No shame, no judgment. But, you know, I didn't know I didn't I didn't follow Christ until I was 18. Mm-hmm. So those stories still had an impact on me though because of the visual, because of there was songs, you know, and and so when I started picking up the bible for the first time um i would kind of form you know like visuals in my head Mm. based on those stories that i had seen but it helped me to to enjoy Mm -hmm. the first you know times that i was reading the bible um and it i think that those cartoons that i saw for some reason i had an understanding that this was real Mm that the Bible was real, that the stories were real, because I think as a kid, I could understand like, well, if, if they made a movie about it, it must be real. (laughs) And also, you know, my parents, you know, there's so many different factors that go into somebody's faith Yeah, and everybody's different. There's, there's people that they're, you know, their, their parents, um, you know, weren't teaching them the Bible. But, um, as I started going, you know, further in my faith and um reading for my own i think very early on i was reading to take still like like from the from the get-go because um i started serving right away and so i think that without somebody discipling me because i didn't have that i didn't have like a community group i as a believer i just kind of started serving Mm. and i think that that affected the way that i read the bible just for me like read it for my consumption for my understanding to connect with god and i started um leading a bible study and so that's where i would read 
but when that kind of shifted and I went through things in life and I realized how rich God's word is um, and how it will help me in life that's when I started journaling and I started writing the words of the Bible and that helped me to stop for like Mm -hmm. two hours and 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 write it out and then after I would write it um, I would I would pray like in in the journal Um, and that was like oh this is gonna be for me then Mm -hmm. this this is gonna be the way that I read the Bible and it takes time to do that so it was it was up and down and there was you know a time where i wrote the entire book of psalms and then i wrote another book of like you know first peter or first corinthians and then there was a time that i wasn't doing that but i was then i would do the bite-sized chunks Mm -hmm. you know i would read you know here and there and then i would read just a full book and i would just read it without studying you know there was just different things but the journaling is what i think is my my real quality study so you like a scribe time yeah. that's what the scribes would do right i would i would i'm that's what i'm doing right now yeah, that's like good. i decided like okay i need to that is i need to sit down yeah and do that. that's that's really good uh for me um i remember you know kind of feeling the call to ministry not knowing the bible a whole lot that whole kind of journey uh and then feeling called to go to bible school so doing that um so you know kind of like what you said wrestling with like studying the Bible when you have to preach the word, like yeah. kind of for me for, for a while, it was like my Bible time was doing homework, right. For, for Bible school. And, and that still forms you. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. but I struggle with that. Like yeah. I need to do like devotional, not yeah. just study. Um, but, um, I was living at Zephyr and going to Bible school. Um, and, and when you, when we lived at Zephyr, it was just manual labor from, you know, 8am <laughs> to 5pm. It was just like, we eating mowing. Like it was just it was a lot of work. So after work, I was like, man, I'm mad tired. You know, I ain't trying to do anything. I just want to play video games or something. Um, so that's when I trained myself to become a morning person. Mm. So literally set a, like probably like 10 alarms every morning from like 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. Like just, just wake up at so some point. So you haven't always woken up at 5 a.m. How you set 10 alarms? Did you do it like two yeah, minutes like apart? every five minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. So Don't you snooze. Just, if you snooze, you ain't going to wake up. It's just you have to set multiple alarms. So I did that, that's uh, and that's also when I got like, into coffee. Because like I wake your, up, I'm doing coffee. Coffee cart. Right? <laughs> but so so because I knew I needed to do my homework and my Bible reading early because I yeah. I didn't want to do it in the afternoon, um, and I still struggle with that. I don't like reading at night, uh, but. Uh, but I, I literally said the same prayer every single day, uh, for, for a long time. You know, they say it takes 21 days to make a habit. Now it's like 60 days or something crazy because our attention span. Uh, but I, I did this for several months of just every day. God, give me a desire for your word. That's all. Give me like, it's just the repeated prayer. Every, not, not a long prayer, very simple, which I recommend, you know, a practical step to reading the Bible is pray first. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have that personal moment with God. And I did that. Uh, and I just started feeling like, my desires for other things started going away and my desire for God's word started building, right? Even though I didn't understand everything, all yeah. that stuff. No. Uh, and that was just huge. Um, just to start understanding the bigger story and start getting the context together, start piecing things together. Um, and, and, you know, at first it was like, okay, I, I read one passage and then my brain is done. Uh, but then as you build those biblical muscles, you, you struggle starting with the to go. Yeah, yeah. You, you can read a whole chapter, you yeah. can read a whole book. Uh, type of thing and, and you just start understanding more you know what you're reading and, and that was huge for me um, and so I want to close off with this um, oh sorry and personally what I do now is is um, a Bible slash commentary kind of side by side uh, so read it first 
wrestle with it and then and then look at a commentary type of thing. Yeah. But uh, and when I, go for sorry, it, I was gonna say when I study the Bible, mm-hmm. I read. Mm-hmm. You know, I to me that's a I don't know, just something switches. I can't I can't just study. Yeah, you know, but when I'm consuming the Bible, like reading, I'll listen to it. Mm-hmm. I'll multiple ways i watch it yeah it's it's that but also when i just want to consume i don't like having commentaries yeah like Mm -hmm. because i i don't i don't and And when i say commentary it's like a devotional commentary no no, i know what you mean i'm with you yeah but i like i i don't want other people's words yeah no that's good and i'm not saying what they're saying is wrong Mm -hmm. i think it's great but it's hard for me to have other people's words in that space when I'm just trying, you know. Yeah. That's good. So I want to close off with this. Uh, let's, let's give people a couple of practical things to do, right? Uh, try this out, do this when reading the Bible, something like that. Um, and, and yeah, so what are some practical things that you would recommend to somebody, whether it's, it's hey, sit down and write, mm-hmm. uh, or, or just things to do maybe before reading, after reading, a Bible plan to do, et cetera. Yeah. What are some practical steps that you would give to people? Well, I can speak from experience. When I was 15 years old, and for our listeners, you can't see this, but for people watching on YouTube, you can see this Bible. It's beat up. Hmm. Like, I bought this Bible with my own money. And so I invested in it. That that instantly made a different connection for me. I don't know why. Just in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, I bought... Other people had given me Bibles. The Gideons had given me a little when half When you put your Bible. money towards something, your mindset changes. It changes right? the game. So I would say, practical step number one, buy a Bible. Yeah. You buy one. Mm-hmm. And buy a good one. And when I say good one, what I mean is, like, if, if it's from the dollar store and that's your good and that... But buy something that feels like an investment mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. because I I do believe a, a, a switch gonna go off in your mind, and, and and you aren't just gonna lead us in the bathroom. Yeah, you know I didn't when I bought this. I read it, and that I always tell people in my testimony when I was fifty. That's when my relationship with God got real. So invest in the Bible, and then I would just say, just read it, mm-hmm. just read it. You know, that's good. Read it. What you got? Um. Well, I haven't personally done this yet, but somebody. Uh, <laughs> but you should. <laughs> but you, you better. Some somebody had a an interesting suggestion that they that they do while they read. Um, they'll they'll read like a passage or a chapter. They'll underline a verse that that was like their favorite or that stood out to them in that moment, and then they'll write about that verse. Mm-hmm. And I've never done that. Like usually I'll write about the whole thing or I'll mm. try to think about the whole thing. And sometimes it, it does become a lot. Um, and I I think that, you know, God's word, it speaks to you in different times, in different ways, with different things that you're going through. Yeah. Um, so I liked that, that you can underline, underline something, a few words that maybe you want to look up later or a word that um really sat with you you know as you read and i think that'll help to um i mean you're looking at something that you like or maybe it's a verse that you didn't like mm-hmm. and you're you're going to ha- yeah, yeah but it stuck out to you and so 
you're having to sit with something and then you can take that through the rest of your day you can take it through the rest of your week and really sit with it um and and yeah that's i love it uh, a couple of tips I would give. Uh, one, read the Bible personally, right? So so sit down with God's Word, like you said, and, and, and just engage with it. Uh, and a couple of things kind of to expand on that. Uh, give yourself some grace. Like it's, There's yeah. a lot of con- content to consume. Uh, and you're not going to understand everything. But I think if you kind of stay in that, well, I'm not going to understand it. So you're just never going to read it then. <laughs> so you, in order to understand or to familiarize yourself with something, you got to be up close and personal with it. Mm-hmm. So just get up up close and personal with God's word. Uh, so read it personally. Uh, if you need to pick a plan or do something, do that. Um, if you need to start with a shorter book, uh, you know, sometimes when you read Philippians and and 15 minutes, it gives yourself confidence. So set maybe smaller goals for yourself that's good um but also just just read genesis to revelation like the bible is put together historically in that fashion so just read it mm-hmm. um and 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 give yourself grace of understanding it uh to read it corporately um if you're in a, in a community group um you know sometimes in cgs and groups we want to talk about what's going on in culture we want to talk about relevant content all that stuff is good uh, but maybe for a couple of weeks in your community group, just read the Bible together. Mm. You know, pick a book of the Bible. You don't have to expand on it. You know, you don't have to do anything like that. Uh, just just read it together um, in the way they did. Uh, and then read it devotionally. Um, just to, I always go back to this. Genesis chapter 1, right? God spoke the world into existence, mm. right? And the same God who spoke the world into existence desires to speak to us every day. That's a good word. And we do that by way of engaging in his word, right? That's a good uh, word. And so allow God to speak to you by way of spending time in his word. It's it's going to be rich. It's going to be nourishing as, as a word that was used earlier today. Um, and so, man, I hope that um, I hope that you just take the discipline and time to do that. Um, and, and, oh, let me say this one last thing. Uh, look at your schedule. Like, yeah i'm type a so i plan out my day and all that stuff like you know i know when meetings are going to happen when i want to do something but literally sit down and take a week of your life and think like what am i doing at what times um and literally pencil in bible moments if you have to Mm -hmm. like if you know you got school all day long you got work whatever uh there's plenty of time to do it so the i think the the struggle that there's not enough time um, is the easiest thing to overcome. We just have to be willing to look at our schedule and and do it. Um, so yeah, what you young got? adults, I want to share a word uh, because I've, I I always teach people the Bible uh, is not about us, mm-hmm. right? But it but it is for us, mm-hmm. um, and there's power in the word. Isha talked about it, Danny. We've been talking about it, but Romans 15, 4, I'm not going to say it by heart. <laughs> <laughs> not going to David Platt it. I ain't going to plat it. <laughs> but 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 look at, look at this. Listen to this. It says this, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning mm. that through the patience and comfort of the scriptures we might have hope. That's good. Yeah. Man, I love that. Yeah. So the world is crazy. You need that hope. You need that hope. Yeah. And as you read the scriptures, you're going to find out about the living hope. That's Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. You're going you're going to find out about how you can endure and how God is with you. So so yeah, I just wanted to leave you with yeah. that and uh not trying to give you a sound bite. <laughs> but leave you with that to to chew on uh until next time. Mm-hmm. And chew on this. Last one. Go read Psalm 119. Mm. You'll thank me later. <laughs> <laughs> just go read it and see how the word of God is described yeah, in, oh, in that long chapter. That's Psalm 119. Go read it. So, Paper Room, episode 18. 
That was good. That Join was us good. next time. Danny will recite Psalm 119 by heart. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Challenge. New Year challenge. <laughs> <laughs> <That'll be hard. laughs> Love you guys so much. Uh, share this if it blessed you. Uh, we'll see you guys next time on the paper room. Peace. See ya.